0: Yemula, yeah, you're listening to Karakéraman TV. Karakéraman, the English version. This podcast talks about the representation of the Caribbean in movies and TV shows. You can check out karakéraman.com for more info. I'm your host, Patra M, and this is episode 1, part 3. Yeah. hope you guys had a fabulous week. Sit back and relax. Today we're talking about Battle Dream Chronicle by Alain Bidard. It's an animation film from Martinique released in 2015. You can watch it on, with English subtitles on the site CaribbeanTalesTV.com. If you still haven't watched it yet, here's the plot based on the French summary. In 2100, the Empire of Martinique colonized almost all the nations of the earth and reduced their populations to slavery. Every slave is forced to collect 1000 XP every month in Battle Dream, a video game where they can die for real. Only those who succeed are granted the right to live until the following month. Sienna, a young Martinican slave, refuses to keep living in this condition and decides to fight for her freedom. Earlier I told you how Sienna was a great was a great contemporary representation of Caribbean woman. It's a character anyone can look up to. Now I want to talk about Caribbean futurism, about science fiction with a Caribbean perspective. Before twenty sixteen I I just didn't care about science fiction. I think the only two sci-fi books I had read so far were 1984 by George Orwell and Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. I don't know if that's the way to pronounce it. Anyway. By the way, did you know the French title for Brave, Brave New World is Le meilleur des mondes, whose literal translation would be the best of all worlds? Okay, now isn't the time to get into the importance of accurate accurate translation. However, I do want to point out that the English subtitles for Battle Dream Chronicle are very accurate. What they say is exactly what the French dialogues mean. So there's no intention lost in translation, which is a good thing because it means we get to experience the movie in a similar way. I grew up watching the TV show X-Files, but other than that, I never found the genre quite appealing. Wait, do the movies E.T. and Back to the Future count as sci-fi? I think they do, well, yeah, um anyway, uh, I could like some sci-fi stories but I never really cared for the genre because it only showed me a white world. And I wasn't even aware of this particular reason for me not to like sci-fi until 2016. <laughs> It's the year I had an epiphany. I got back into writing, which made me connect with other young black writers and artists who introduced me to the wonderful world of Afrofuturism. What is Afrofuturism, you may ask. Well, the term became official in 1993 with the article Black to the Future by Marc Derry. As time went by, his definition became obsolete for some people. And Rinaldo Anderson defined Afrofuturism in in 2013 as the early 21st century technogenesis of black identity reflecting counter histories, hacking and or appropriating the influence of network software, database logic, Cultural analytics, deep remixability, neurosciences, enhancement and augmentation, gender fluidity, post human possibility, the speculative, sphere, the speculative sphere with transdisciplinary applications, and has grown into an important diasporic technocultural Pan African movement. Okay. Um, I, I'll give you the link of the, uh, I'll leave you the name of the manifesto uh, Rinaldo Anderson wrote. That was quite hard to read, okay? So anyway, for two years I read books written in English, from the classics by Octavia Butler to the current generation of writers such as Nelly Okorafor and Tomi Adeyemi. I'm so sorry for butchering the names. I'm trying really hard. And also I went back to listening to Missy Elliott's albums and watching her music videos. I jumped right into Janelle Monet's universe. It was very, very exciting to explore their vision of how black people could, could transcend time and space. And at some point I was like, okay, this is fine. This is cool. This is awesome, but it doesn't it doesn't resonate with me in the same way as it could resonate if I share the same cultural references as this artist. And don't get me wrong here. I'm, I'm not saying Caribbean culture isn't rooted in African culture. If I define myself as Afro-Caribbean, it's because I totally accept the African roots that make me who I am today. However, being born and raised in the Caribbean means that I didn't get to experience a a certain lifestyle or I didn't get to grow with a, a certain way to view the world we have our vision of how different ethnic groups may coexist in the same space and battle Dream chronicle really does show how the caribbean history is the the history of the world i mean you can see it when you look at the poster of the movie there are afro-descendant characters there are asian characters there are european i mean white characters and it's not just to be inclusive just for the sake of being inclusive this is what the caribbean is about different people brought together because some of these people had bad motives lots of suffering lots of death lots of social political and economic issues but at the end of the day We're here, and we exist, and the present is sometimes a lot to deal with. I mean, there's still a long way to go for real equality and for everyone to have the means to live a decent life, but we're here. In Battle Dream Chronicle, we see the Caribbean from the future. We still exist in the future. It's the year 2100, which isn't that far away from us. I mean, that's like tomorrow. And the movie presents a world enslaved by one nation called Mortemund, which can be literally translated as dead world, which means that if Siena defeats Mortemonde, then Martinique defeats Mortemonde. If Martinique defeats Mortemonde, it means that Martinique and the Caribbean will create a new international political order, and that's very meaningful to me considering how Martinique and Guadeloupe are still officially French territories but our reality is Caribbean and we're treated differently anyway. I mean this isn't the place to get political but I think it's important for people and I mean people in general not just French Caribbean people I think it's important for everyone to see that it is possible to imagine a world in which Martinique is independent and is winning. It's possible to imagine a world in which Caribbean people take the lead. The Martinique of Battle Room Chronicle is a Martinique that is no longer a natural paradise. The air pollution is so high that people need an implant to breathe, When you hear the news about the Sargassum Sargassum seaweeds invading the Caribbean Sea, you can definitely picture how people living there won't be able to breathe normally in a few years if governments don't take real measures to protect the environment. In Dream Chronicle, the solution is to use technology to regulate directly the human body. What's what's scary about it is that the implant becomes a way to control who gets to live and who gets to die. So technology is what enables the slavery system to come back in the Caribbean. And when you watch the news today, you can see how this vision can definitely become reality. On the other hand, technology is also what helps the enslaved people to get their freedom. So... I'm going to be honest with you guys, I kind of struggled to really understand how the world became what it became in Battle Dream Chronicle. I mean the movie starts, you know, year 2100 and the references to the life in the past are too vague for the viewer to really fully comp- comprehend what was before the year. 2,100 Uh, Maybe the TV series will give us the answers. Maybe. Anyway, that doesn't make the movie any less enjoyable Um, I mean, it's it's cool to see how Caribbean culture and technology can be mixed together like um, the name of one of Sienna one of Sienna's attack in Battle Dream in the game Battle Dream, um, one of the attacks is Um uh, Depending of which island you're from, I guess the Sucugnan may have another name, but for Martinique and Guadeloupe, Sucugnan takes the appearance of, um, of a fireball. It's usually an old lady who removes her human skin at night and turns into a fireball in order to do evil things like, you know, sucking blood out of people. I don't know. Anyway, Battle Dream Chronicle brings together all all these different mythologies. You get the Egyptian mythology, the Greek mythology, the Afro-Caribbean mythology, and there's no hierarchy between them. This movie really puts our Caribbean mythology, our Caribbean folklore on the same level as any other big mythology. And and it's important because mythology and folklore are the roots of any culture as they explain the world we live in, as they explain the reason why we exist anyway there are many other topics i could talk about like the representation of religion the representation of parenting or the transposition of the past slavery system the caribbean into this world of uh, the future but what i really wanted to highlight was how Battle Dream Chronicle gave me the opportunity to think about Afrofuturism with a Caribbean approach and it does bring up real questions to define Caribbean Futurism. I I just don't see how one would set a story in the Caribbean or with Caribbean characters and totally ignore the fact that there are different groups of people and their dynamic is conditioned by 400 years of slavery. Afrofuturism makes sense to me to define exclusively a certain black identity. Um, Right now, with how I see the Caribbean, well, to me, Caribbean futurism cannot be just Afrofuturism. It can be Afrofuturistic trick, I guess. But, (laughs) well, I just don't see how you'd build a world with only black people in it if you're in the Caribbean. I don't know. Tell me your thoughts on this, because I know the English Caribbean speakers have had access to Caribbean sci-fi literature uh, for much longer than us French Caribbean people have, so... And if it weren't for Dream Chronicle, I don't think it is something that I would have taken into consideration in my own writing. This is how this movie got me thinking about my own definition of what being Caribbean is. So it's time for the final segment, Caribbean soundtrack. I'll share with you three songs of three different Caribbean artists, so make sure you tune in next week. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Don't forget you can rate the podcast on Apple Podcast. Give it five stars, please. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carre There's also the website carrecaramont.com. See you next week. Ciao, ciao.